170 miles northwest of Mexico City, you'll find a picturesque town called San Miguel de Allende, named for national heroes and known for its comfortable colonial style. San Miguel has become one of the most desired locations in Mexico for foreign nationals to reside, to make their new life in a place that's warm and welcoming. But on the outskirts of this beautiful town, there is great need, devastating poverty, and in turn, there's suffering. Thankfully, though, there's an organization that works there called Casita Linda, where you'll find people from far and wide working together to help alleviate the suffering by offering families in need a brand new house. I hope you'll join me now as we travel to San Miguel de Allende to chat with a few board members from this NGO as we discover the difference it makes when hardworking, loving, responsible families finally have a place of their own to call home. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is The Edge of Adventure Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Edge of Adventure podcast. My name is Adam Asher. Great to be here. Great to have you with us. And we've got a full house today. So many great guests joining us from Casita Linda in Mexico. So we're going to get to know them, get to know this awesome organization and the wonderful things that they do for the people of Mexico on today's broadcast. So let's get some introductions out of the way here. First, We've got Casita Linda's president joining us today, Louise Gilliam. Louise, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you for having us. Let's also introduce another board member for Casita Linda, Lupita Alessio. Lupita, thanks for being here today. Thanks to you. Pleased to be here. Greg Blackburn is also joining us. Greg, you're the treasurer. And as we were talking, I was talking with Louise prior to starting the, the broadcast. She says, you're the guy that counts the money for Casita Linda. So welcome to the program. Great to have you. Yeah, thank you. I have the easy job. Louise gets the money into the place and I just take care of it. Well, it is, I'm sure, a team effort and everybody has to do their part and we appreciate each one of you. So again, welcome everybody. Great to, uh, like I said, get those introductions out of the way. With that, I'm going to start with Louise. Again, she is the president of this organization. Let's put this into context, though. As people were to look at a map of Mexico, Louise, Casita Linda does most of its work in what part of the country? Well, we're about three and a half hours away from Mexico City. But the people we serve live in the Campos quite a bit on the outskirts of San Miguel. So San Miguel de Allende is a beautiful part of the country. Tell us about that small town and why you guys like that town so much. Well, it's a wonderful town. We have about 14,000 expats that live here from Canada and the U.S. and some from Europe. We are part, I think our population is about 100,000 people, 14,000 of them being expats. And as I said, the people that we serve live out in the Campos. They're, they're very, very poor. They're wonderful people. The Mexican people are just fabulous. They're so compassionate and caring. And we just find them to be so grateful for what we do for them. But 
we don't give them things. They work for it, and uh, they work very hard. So what is the overview, right? We're talking to people now, or people are listening into the broadcast, the audio version, they're watching on the video version, and today they're getting to know Casita Linda. What is the overview of what this organization provides for the people in need in that part of Mexico? We provide them shelter, warm shelter, hope, dignity. We provide them a path to a better tomorrow. And it's not that, as I say, it's not that we just give them anything. We vet these families very, very well. We have a social worker that goes out into the compos and uh, actually talks to the people. We make sure that we have a criteria that we follow for them to be the beneficiary of one of our homes. They have to own their own property, and this property has been handed down to them for generations. They have to have their children in school. One of the adults has to work. There has to be no alcohol in the home. There has to be no abuse in the home. We vet them very, very well when they come to us and ask us to help them get a home. And they also, once we start building the home, and Greg can tell you more about this, once we start building the home, they donate 100 hours of labor to us. And we end up with this beautiful home of three bedrooms, a bathroom that they've never had. Most of our families that we actually build homes for have previously been living in a shack that is made of found materials. Uh, they live on dirt floors. They all sleep in one room. They work. They work 10, 12 hours a day. But the pay they get just doesn't allow them to provide some warm shelter for them. And it's just heartbreaking when you see these families and these children who are living in these awful, awful shacks. But they don't complain. It's absolutely amazing. They do not complain. They're wonderful. You have this love for Mexico, I think probably in general, right? You love the country and the people and that town, San Miguel, that you live in. There's that side of things that you love. And then you also have this heart and love for the people when you when you know that there are people in need and you come across the people who are in need. You all decided to do something about this. So I'm going to come back to that in a minute. We'll talk about where the, the organization sort of was founded. But first, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to talk to Greg here for a minute and let him tell us about the structures that are built for these families that you have vetted and that you've come alongside to help them out. Greg, tell us about the process of building these homes. Put it into perspective for, you know, those of us in the States maybe who haven't seen the living conditions that you guys are uh, helping to provide in those campos there in Mexico. Sure. Um, buildings that we build have kind of evolved over time. But even now, I have to say, they're nothing real fancy. You know, they're very basic. A lot of these people don't have any running water. Some of them have, a lot, well, many of them now really have electricity, but it's often borrowed via an extension cord from some neighbor. And there might be five or six houses sharing one electric meter to get their power. 
But the houses that we build now, I mean, I can tell you some of the history of the things we've tried in the past, but the ones we're building now are kind of interesting. They're um, made out of a special kind of block that's made by a company in Puebla, which is probably five or six hours from here. The company is um, founded by an, an architect and an engineer who's designed these blocks that fit into each other, I think 10 or 12 different shapes for corners and inside corners, outside corners, and that sort of thing. And the block goes together very quickly without any mortar between the layers. So it's kind of a, a unique uh, system. We've tried other systems, but we've been doing this one for quite a while. And one nice thing about it is that it gives the families a good opportunity to help out because they can take a truckload of block, basically, and pile it up and make all the walls of a house in, inside of a day and a half. So that's the current model of the house we're, we're building and, you know, with this guy in, in Puebla. Greg, you have been living in serving there in Mexico in this way for how many years? I think it must be about 10. We've been in town 12 years. I think I got involved with Casita Linda maybe 10 years ago. I started out as a, as a Chelan, Chelan, which was an assistant to a mason, um, you know, screening sand and, and, and mixing mortar. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and we are talking today with members, board members, wonderful team that works and gives at Casita Linda, based in San Miguel de Allende in Mexico. And of course, they work in that area and in the parts of Mexico surrounding San Miguel that deal with poverty, extreme poverty in some cases. And I want to go back now, Louise, and ask the question, when this thing got started, this was how many years ago? And why did you get involved? It started in 2000 by a man named Jeffrey Brown and a woman named Irma Posada. And they saw a need. It was a very, very harsh winter here in San Miguel, and they found that these poor people were living out in the campos, as I say, in these shacks, and they thought, you know, what can we do? So they formed a group, and I think Greg came in not too much after it first started. He's been around for a while. Um, so a couple, about three or four men started it, and they started building these small homes out in the campo, and, and it just evolved. It evolved, and here we are 20 years later, and we have grown so much. We have built 124 homes. We have serviced almost 600 people. We have been in five neighborhoods and in 15 rural communities. So as I say, we have really come very, very far from the year 2000 when those two wonderful people started this, what then was a very, very small charity. I think right now we're about number three in San Miguel. There are a lot of charities in San Miguel, and the expats are just incredible in working here. They feel so much for the country and for the people. So there are quite a few charities involved, but as I say, we have evolved. Well, what a wonderful thing. Let's now, we introduced Lupita Alessio a few minutes ago, but now it's time to talk to Lupita. And I know Lupita has a heart for what you guys do. And I know there's also this thing called workshops. What are the workshops and why are they so important? Mm -hmm. 
Well, the workshops are really important. As uh, Luis says, they are a, requ a requisite and a very important element to be eligible for a house. And uh, well, for us, it's very important to create and strengthen the sense of community. Up to now, uh, the board has given around 400 community-based workshops, and we hope to continue doing them. They are really important because they have helped to create a sense of community, as I said, and they promote and inform the families on how to live a better and healthier, happier life. How often do the workshops take place, Lupita? Well, uh, normally they take place two days a week, one hour. But now with the pandemic, they are being held intermittently whenever it's possible with a safe distance and masks in the open. And um, well, they are really important. I think they are really important. I've seen incredible changes in the families. Uh, we saw the need not only to give the workshops to women, but also to their spouses because women were starting to become more aware of their situation. It's been a, a quite interesting thing to do. We have uh, an amazing social worker called Magda, Magdalena Perez, who is very warm and empathetic. And she, she knows the country very well. She knows the communities. And she is the one who gives us the first diagnosis of the, of the communities where the help is needed. So what are the types of things that are being covered in these workshops, Lupita? Well, they, 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 they range on issues from family planning, alcoholism, uh, domestic violence, self-esteem, community work, which is really important, uh, water and nature conservancy, positive psychology and family communication, among others. You won't believe it, but when I first started um, giving some of the workshops, not all of them, many women of the community didn't know themselves. They didn't work together. They didn't know who they were. So in the workshops, we started telling them how important it was to cooperate and to work together in order to have a better results. So it was incredible because many of the campaigns have resulted on promoting better communities and more cooperation between the families. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. I've got some great guests today. That is, if you just heard her voice, that's Lupita Alessio. She's a board member with Casita Linda. And you can look them up online at casitalinda.org. And we've got other guests, other members of the board and, and members of their leadership at Casita Linda. Let's go um, back now and ask Louise sort of about the, the before and after. If you were to paint the picture of life before Casita Linda is able to come alongside one of these families and these communities before what's life like and then the change that's made 
from the investment, not just from you three. I mean, you three have a lot to do with it, but from all the people that support you guys and work and help to make this possible. Let me just tell you a story because it's, it's a story that is so dear to my heart. Back in 2006, I think, we built a home for a young woman. She came to our office and she wanted a house. She was about 20 years old at the time. So we vetted the family and it was a wonderful little family. She had two children, a, a husband who was working hard, but they just couldn't seem to to get their feet on the ground. And he was working at one of the biggest grocery stores here. So our executive director at the time decided that we needed someone to clean our offices part-time twice a week. And so Gilly came over and started cleaning our offices. And then she became very enchanted with the computer and really wanted to learn the computer, which she did. Our director taught her. Fast forward, Gilly is now our office assistant. Her two children are in the international school. We do send her to school to learn English, but the two children are in the international school. They are speaking English. And the husband is now the head of security at the grocery store. What it has done for them, for their self-esteem, for realizing that there is a better tomorrow, it has been such a joy to see this family and to see how far they've come. And it just shows you what putting a roof over someone's head can do for them, for their self-esteem, for their knowing that there's something better out there. And they all work so hard. And this is just one story. There's a story of a woman, we built our hundredth house for her and she never worked. And now she's working at one of the grocery stores and she's the lead in the bakery department. And this goes on and on for what you can do for people when they know that there is something better out there and all they need is just a little help. And I also wanna tell you that we partner with some other charities in town we partner with the uh, special school for the deaf here, and they make the furniture that we put in our houses. They make a table and two benches. They make beds. You have to understand that these people have never slept on a bed. And I remember once showing one of the little boys a pillowcase, and he did not know what it was. Or when you show them their beds and they bounce on it for the first time. And we have a group of women called the Blanket Babes, and they crochet bedspreads for all of our beds, very colorful bedspreads. And we are also uh, involved with the Universal, uh, the Unitarian University Fellowship here in San Miguel. And they are really one of our, our yearly donors, very nice donors. So there are a lot of people who are involved with the Caminosiawa and um, the rain harvesting and the Tanakos that they build. It's It's just it really does take a village. It really, really does. It's not just a, a saying. It's really nice when you can team up with other charitable endeavors here and come out with a wonderful result. That's Louise Gilliam, the president of Casita Linda there. I've got three great guests, all of them joining me today from Casita Linda. And of course, they're in Mexico based in the sort of headquarters, I guess, is San Miguel de Allende. And they work in that area and certainly in the areas of great need around that wonderful city. So there's lots of different organizations doing great things in that area. But let's ask Greg, are these other organizations 
doing what you guys do or have you guys found this as kind of the casita linda niche to be able to serve in this way in other words are there other organizations making these kinds of houses in that area there not in our area we're the only ones that uh, that build housing for people most of the areas where we work there are rough dirt roads that are just sort of created by traffic going over them greg blackburn joining us today treasurer and uh, leadership from Casita Linda. Lupita Alessio, let's ask you the following question now. Okay, so you're building houses and you're providing these workshops and that's meeting the needs, various needs that the communities have there. But if you were to just simplify it for us, what do you think personally is the biggest need that these communities have? Well, that's a very hard question because there are so many needs. People need uh, to be heard, to listen to, to them. People need the most elementary needs. Um, of course, they need shelter, which is very important. And, and they need to have awareness of their, of their situation in order to change, to change for the better. Needs to have a love, to be resilient, to be empathetic with them, to be warm. Um, well, they, they need food, of course, especially now with, with the pandemic, which uh, Casita Linda is doing the job with them. They are, we are working with uh, this other association. They need nutritious food. That's, that's some of the things I'd, I'd say. I know it's not really a fair question, but there's so, <laughs> many, so many needs. But from what I'm hearing more than anything, Lupita, is your heart and the heart yes. for, from Casita Linda, your collective heart for the people and all these ways that you want to help and that you love them and respect them. And that's what makes the organization so inspiring. That's why I like to uh, get to know you and talk to you, each one of you. Louise, what of all of this, what do you find the most inspiring? I think the fact that once we complete the house, the recipients always insist having a celebration. And we are a very small board. We only have six people on our board. So they really want to thank us for what we've done. And they usually lay out this buffet of chicken mole and rice and we bring a big cake and it's a big celebration. It's just wonderful. But I think the most the most gratifying thing for me is to know that we have helped a family get on a path to a better tomorrow. That they understand that there is hope and that they can live with dignity, that they are not asking for handouts. And I think that's very important. We are totally donation driven. Our board is all volunteer. We only have three paid part-time employees. So our board is, I can't tell you how proud I am of our board. They're incredible people. For instance, they work with us, anything we want. The board is right there. The board is willing to do anything to help these people. So it's satisfying to all of us, I think, when we 
complete the house and we see the family and they're so happy and their self-esteem has just risen beyond what you can possibly imagine. What do you guys need? And obviously that's, that's in one sense, it's a no brainer takes funds to make these things happen. And so on behalf of you guys, I mean, I'm going to say if somebody is listening here, as I'm sure many are, and this happens all the time here on the edge of adventure where people reach out to the organization and begin supporting them in some way, I want to encourage you to do that. If this group of people and this project and this part of the world is tugging at your heartstrings in particular, then, you know, do something about that. Be obedient to that calling and reach out to them, casitalinda.org. And in the very least, I want you to get in touch with them, send them a message on social media, email them from the website, something like that, and let them know that you're there, you saw the program, and you appreciate what they're doing. But, um, Greg, to get back uh, to the question, what, uh, what what's the greatest need or challenge that Casita Linda faces these days? Well, probably the top three are uh, money, money, and money. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you heard that story all the time. I but did. I asked the treasurer this question, so that's a good <laughs> You knew the answer you were going to get, I expect. But uh, yes, we have contractors and employees that do the work of building the houses, and we pay them. In the beginning, it was all done by volunteer labor. But as we've grown and, and things have changed, we've been through different models where we hire we hired workers for a while. Now we have a contractor. And so basically it's for us, it's, it's uh, obtaining the money and then spending it wisely and uh, selecting the right families to receive the houses and, and that sort of thing. This year has been a little tougher for us as well as others, I guess, because normally we raise most of our money in a gala that we have in October every year. And of course, we couldn't have it last year. And we're a little bit worried about this year. So, you know, money's been um, a little bit tight, but we're plugging on. We've had a lot of uh, loyal, generous donors who've sort of stepped up. I'm just going to ask one question, and I want each of you to answer it. And we'll start with Lupita. So Lupita gets to go first. All right. What do you love the most about the opportunity you have to work and to serve in this way? I love to give back. I've been blessed with so many opportunities in my life that the first time I visited nearly six years ago, the community of Palo Colorado with Luis, um, I was heartbroken when I saw the situation in which so many families lived. And uh, when I got back home, I decided I had to give back. So what I love is, is how much I learned from, from all these women and how much they have changed for the better and how have they changed their families too. That's what I love. I love the way things have changed for the better. It's a great answer, Greg. What do you love about the work you get to do with Casita Linda? Well, I, I love, you know, being out in the field when the houses are being built. It's, it's kind of by default, I guess, come to me to inspect the work as it goes along. And I love to see the little kids in the family helping out. There was one kid in um, Palo, Colorado, one of the communities where we worked. And I think he was less than 10. But, you know, he built a whole wall by himself with these uh with these masonry blocks you know on on the thing and then and they're so happy when you know they see that they're going to get their own room instead of sleeping on the floor next to their mother and father's bed or something like that 
and having the electricity um, and, and lights in the house, which often they've never had before. Um, so seeing those sorts of things, I, I think, is the greatest joy for me. I remember one kid and uh, was closer in town and also a kid under 10 years old, a boy. And he worked so hard that one of our volunteers who was helping build the house bought him a bicycle at the end as a, as a reward. And it was, a, I think, a great learning experience for that kid. And uh, it was, you know, being rewarded for his hard work. And it was really nice to see that. So, Louise, you know now that the question is coming your direction as we kind of tie the ribbons on our conversation today. I want you to answer that question. Louise Gilliam, president of Casita Linda, joining us today, one of our three wonderful guests. Louise, what do you love the most about this privilege you have? Well, I think Lupita said it so well. We've all been blessed. We've been blessed in our families, we've been blessed to live in this beautiful community. And it you have to give back. You can't just be takers in life. You know, you have to give back a little. I think as president of the organization, I really enjoy seeing how we continue to evolve, how we continue to get better, how we continue to build more houses and better houses. And I'm just so proud of our organization and proud of our donors and especially proud of our incredible executive director. She's unbelievable, Gabriella, and our board. I just enjoy seeing us get better and better and helping more and more people as time goes on. Well, again, I'm inviting everybody to reach out to Casita Linda, and you can do that by going to the website casitalinda.org, casitalinda.org. Get to know them, learn more about their organization, connect with them, send them a little note, Tell them how much you appreciate what they do. And as we mentioned before, if you feel called to help them out financially, as I always say, if, you, if you're feeling it, then you should be obedient to that and help them out. Come alongside them. They're doing great things. Louise, what else does the audience need to know before we wrap up today? We're just so happy that you chose us, Adam. So glad that we could be with you today. There's so much heart, so much heart in what you guys do. And as mentioned, I think before we started the broadcast, Mexico is a very special place for me, near and dear to my heart for a lot of reasons. And I am envious right now that you guys are in San Miguel de Allende, such a beautiful <laughs> town, beautiful uh, part of the country. Appreciate what you guys do. Thanks for taking the time to tell your story. God bless each and every one of you. Louise Gilliam, President, Greg Blackburn, Treasurer, and also Lupita Alessio, board member, all three joining us today from Mexico, right here on the Edge of Adventure. So thank you all so much. And we look forward to seeing the great things that you guys will do in the very near future. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo. Mm-hmm.